Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, Season 2, Episode 28. My name is Dan Frost and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, we've got a few troops down. It's actually just myself and Tash, but uh, it takes us back to some uh, older times and we're pretty excited about it. Before we get too carried away, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why well, you don't understand? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Tash, this was a uh, this was a segment that was requested by the listeners. You know, they wanted a little bit more information. You know, about uh, the panelists. So it's been quite fun over the next over the last little while. Uh, the one the question I've got for you this week is, uh, you know, share a little bit about a, a feel good moment from the week because there has been so much happening in women's rugby league. So uh, yeah, over to you, my friend. Yeah, Dan, my feel-good moment is um, finally getting Ruben and Kennedy playing together, which they are in that Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. But a really good feel-good moment is that, um, you know, Parramatta announced that they've signed both Kennedy and Ruben together. So they'll be playing NRLW season 2022 in just... uh, few weeks time yeah you know it, it's it's pretty special to um you know to throw on that jersey i know there's a, a a bit of a special guest who we'll introduce uh later on in the show that will probably agree but um you know it, it, it's pretty you know it's pretty incredible to be playing in the nrlw let alone to have two siblings playing in the same competition in the same team it's pretty special there and you know a little bit of an insight into the type of club that the Parramatta Reels are trying to build there so uh, you know Parramatta fans get pretty excited uh, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty special season um, for that club speaking of uh, feel-good moments Tash wind me up and let me go as a local <laughs> Newcastle boy Look, I'm going to be honest with you. It has been a little bit challenging for me to follow rugby league over the last few years. Um, in the NRL competition, things haven't been going too good. In the NRLW competition, first year in, we had some challenges there. But Tash, some unbelievable signings that, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to get uh, too excited here, but it, it really does change the, the foundation of our club. So Tamika Upton uh, and Millie Boyle being announced as marquee signings for the Newcastle Knights. Look, it's pretty special. And it's also, you know, it gives you a little bit of an insight into the potential of this competition, you know, the ability to have these marquee signings at these clubs. And, um, you know, it's it, it, it's incredible. Credit to the Newcastle Knights for being able to pull it off. And, um, yeah, you know, two, uh, you know, first up favourites for me in terms of players. Can't wait to see them put on the red and red and blue jersey. Just quickly, Tash, that was, uh, that was a bit of a surprise. Absolutely. And, look, there's more uh, sister magic you know, uh, in the making for the for the Newcastle Knights, um, can't say too much, but it's uh, looked like there might be another two very um, prominent sisters that we've often spoken about on this program. Yeah, the Smith, Smith the Smith sisters, I'm sure, but uh, no, it's going to be really interesting. There's there's a lot of players moving around, and you know, teams are you know slowly trying to you know settle their rosters over the next couple of years. So it's going to be really interesting to see what that means for the NRLW competition. But very very excited for it to come around. And Dan, just a shout out to at Parramatta. Let's not forget uh, that Hanisi sisters that are already playing together 
um, for Parramatta. Um, hopefully they'll be in the 2022 season as well together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, just cannot wait for the season to come around. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming around very, very quickly. All right, team, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Tash, we've been enjoying our uh, little road trip in and around the States uh, following some incredible uh, football that has been played in both Queensland and New South Wales. This week in the breakdown, uh, we head back to New South Wales and Harvey Norman, New South Wales Women's Premiership. We're up to round five already. Time flies when you're having fun. And this week, we're going to be featuring the Mounties coming up against uh, St Mary's Saints. Uh, it's going to be an incredible clash. But we are very lucky, very fortunate to have a very special guest on the show tonight, uh, Rakia Horn. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No, it's uh, it's great to have you on board. And uh, again, you know, we'll, we'll jump, we'll dive straight into it, and I guess get your sense of how quickly this season is starting to, uh, to 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 unfold, and you know what that sort of means for your football team. But you know, let's start there. Let's sort of take it all the way back, and you know, provide listeners a little bit of an insight into you know what the feeling was like in and around your club, you know, prior to round one. So I think for myself and a lot of the NRLW girls, it was really tough because as soon as NRLW finished, it was just straight into club footy. I think we had about two two weeks to prep. So I hadn't been to any preseason trainings with my team or I know a lot of the other girls hadn't been either. So to sort of build those combinations and to, you know, meet the new people of your team, it was a little bit tough, but um, as the rounds go on, you know, you build those combinations and all the girls were such a like close knit group now. And our squad is a lot different from last year. Um, we've lost a lot of girls last year. So there's a lot of new girls in and it just goes to show how much talent there is out there. And a lot of people get overlooked by it, but it's just really exciting to see all this talent. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it is interesting in terms of, um, you know, we always predicted it. Season 2022 was going to be historic for a lot of reasons when it comes to, you know, Women's Rugby League. And, you know, we all just sat back and we were looking at all these schedules thinking, how oh, is this how crazy. is this all going to work? And, uh, you know, somehow we're working our way through it. But, you know, you're exactly right. When you think about your traditional pre-season, you know, months yeah. and months, you know, building combinations and, you know, just making sure there's a little bit of polish on some play. So, yeah. you know, you, 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 Tash, you you look at some of the performances that we've seen already at the start of the season and it's pretty incredible given that all of the teams are in a similar boat where, where combinations are still trying to be figured out. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing and it gives us so much faith in the growth um, of our great game and to see so many players um, performing so well against well-named teams just shows you that the talent is out there and it's the pathways is definitely working. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Raquel, well, let's dive into this particular game because the Saints are coming up against the Mounties and, you know, it is round five. This isn't a very long competition. So, you know, it's obviously time for a lot of clubs to get moving and start racking up some points. Uh, Let's start with uh, the Mounties and start to talk a little bit about your opposition because, you know, again, they're a team that have been a little bit inconsistent. They're a team that are still trying to find themselves and establish their best football. You know, what's kind of your reflections on their season so far and what you're expecting from that team coming into this one? 
Well, I think they're a bit in the same boat as us. They had a lot of NRLW girls. Um, again, they didn't get to go to their pre-seasons and, you know, but I know Mounties are such a strong side. They have been for years. Um, they got a gun coach, Daz, like he's the best of the best. So these girls, I think they're really going to bring it on the weekend, but this game is definitely a dual die for us. Um, We've got our ass. Oh, sorry, I'm allowed to swear yeah, on you're this. Right, go for it. We got our asses beat us to us yesterday. Like, we really wanted to come out and win that game against the Knights, but we ended up going down. I think it was thirty-four to twelve. Um, we were really disappointed in that because that was a game we should have won. We made it really, really hard for ourselves. So I know this week we're going to go out and we're going to bring it because we need to win this game, um, especially to make finals. So, but you know they've got such a you know the big names and. Um, they're just such a strong side across the board, you know, front in the front, leading the pack and in the back row. So it's definitely going to be a good matchup, but we're definitely going to bring our A game on the weekend. Yeah, Rick, definitely. And we will get into it a bit more when we ask you to talk about your outside backs, et cetera. Yeah. But um, I don't know if, you, if you've, if you've um, heard of, of Gail Broughton. Um, I have heard of Gail, yes, yes. She's an amazing she, athlete, and she's um, a beast. Um, She's—I think she scored three out of their four tries last round. I think I um, saw that. Kiwi yes. gold medalist sevens. She's playing at fullback, I think. So, how do, how are you thinking about containing her? I think just shutting her down and not giving her any opportunity with the ball. I think if we give her the space and the room with the ball, she's going to expose us. So, I think we need to shut her down as soon as we can. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. You know, when you identify those strike weapons, uh, you know, when we're on last tackle, let's not kick the football for the. the let's not kick the football to that uh, to that talented uh, fullback. That's yes, for sure. Definitely be kicking it to the wingers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. It's it's pretty hard to find a target there. There uh, there's so much talent there, but you know the Mounties have always been a club who just fill you, I guess, fill fans with so much um, excitement for the game. You know, the juniors they bring through each and every year, um, yeah, it, it just, you know, gives you so much confidence that the game's headed in the right direction. And, yeah, there's some players here that are going to be knocking down the door of the NRLW, that's for sure. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's have a look at the Mounties' halves as well because you talk about talent. You've got Serena there who, uh, you know, did her thing this season as well and uh, yeah. Tilly Power as well. Talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, they're, they're two generals there in playmaking positions and they'll have a big impact in this game as well. Seti is just a gun. Like, oh, you give her the ball, she's just dangerous. I think she, she definitely showed that playing for Para, um, but in Mounties, she's just a whole another level, like, She's just the same with the ball. You just got to you got to shut her down, otherwise she'll just run rings around you and just expose you in that way. So they definitely got a strong half back, but along the board even you got your Keely Davis, you got your your Mima leading the way, you got your Hanisi sisters. Like it's not just the one player; it's all of them that you need to watch. So they're definitely a strong side. I think they just haven't found that click yet um, in the season, but. They definitely will find it. You just can't underestimate them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I feel like, you know, we often talk about, you know, some of the high quality playmakers that are in this competition. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to some of the fundamental basics in defense, you know, making sure there's, you know, good kick pressure on them and just not giving them time. Because if you give them time, you know, it creates more and more options for these playmakers on that fifth tackle. And, you know, they... Yeah. They take risks and they take their opportunities and they're certainly not a football team that's just going to kick to corners and bore you to death. They, they've got so much flair and, you know, that's why we continue to promote, you know, for all the local fans, get down to this game and watch it because this is some of the best football that you'll see. Um, yeah, very excited for this one. And what's such a great thing is that this next round, your, your matchup, Rick, with, um, you know, Saints v the Mounties is Saints beat the Sharks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. No one else has beaten the Sharks and the Sharks have beaten the Mounties. So technically you should go in fairly confident. Now I know there's a that we've just been talking about that, you know, they're packed full of talent, but we're about to talk about your roster and um, the talent that you have. So can you start talking to us about um, your outside backs? Yeah, so our outside backs are brand new to us. We've got a lot of country girls. They're pretty young, but they give it a hot crack, hey. There's a our, our Santa Majana uh, Darcy, bloody beast. Like, she's a little pocket rocker. She's a country girl from Dubbo. She drives all this way to play for St. Mary's and, like, she's just a beast. We've got Abby Church, you can't go past. We've got um, Hannah on the other wing. Like, they're just... Most of them is their first year as well. So it's just the talent that these girls bring and the willingness to want to learn. That's the thing. Let's just, from my couple of weeks of, you know, training and being with the girls, it's just such a good culture with us at Saints. And I think we're all pretty lucky because last year it was totally different. It was, you know, girls complaining about everything, not wanting to train, not wanting to learn, the bitchiness like we've we wanted to set a good culture this year so we wiped out all of that and we got all these new girls in and they're just willing to learn and to play actually as a team so I think you know when we played the Sharks we just we wanted to win we wanted to play for each other and I think you know that's what we were missing yesterday we we just didn't turn up so this week we're definitely going to bring it you know yeah, it's always a worry when you come across a team that are disappointed, very disappointed in their last match because they yeah. definitely bring it to the next one. Now, you mentioned a, a player, Abby Church. Yeah. Now, she's hit the scene um, and really been impressive, especially at NRLW level. Yeah. You, you talk about the new uh, players that you've got. Um, so does Abby do very much organisation on the field or, or helping the new players out? She does. She does. She's very helpful on the field at fullback, especially without, you know, tired defence, you know, guiding where we need to be. And you always hear her at the back, she's screaming, like you can just always hear her. She's just good across the board and, you know, she's just sort of come out of nowhere and she's just like, she's just that player that you can rely on on the field. Um, you know, she's always there and you, she's always got your back. So, She's just come out of nowhere and I'm really proud of her because she really deserves it. And I think she was getting overlooked a little bit, but now that, you know, people have seen her, people have been watching her, she's really in the spotlight. 
Yeah, what a what an incredible footballer, and uh, certainly uh, getting her name out there, absolutely. And you know, one of the things with you know, obviously, some of the younger players in the team is, you know, quite often what I sort of think about is, you know, where's this football team going to be in three, four, five years' time? If you guys are bringing in and investing in younger players, you know, you, you know, these some of these players, you know, have nowhere near hit their potential. So that's very, very exciting for this football club. And you spoke about the culture that you're trying to build. It's, uh, it, it's, you know, very, very special. Before we move on from the outside backs, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your role there in the centres. And, you know, obviously we know about your, um, you know, versatility in the outside backs. There, you know, isn't really a position that you can't play. Talk to us about your sort of preference and, you know, how you're enjoying the centre position. Look, I don't really mind where I play. Put me in fullback, put me in centre, put me in wing. I'll play anywhere. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying playing the centres for Saints. Um, I do sort of prefer to play centre, but I do want to improve my game and across the board. So, you know, if someone needs me here or there, I'm ready and I'm prepared. So I do like having a variety, not just one position. But um, I'm really enjoying it at Saints, especially um, with Ash Harrison inside me as my halfback. So played with her all last year. And I've known Ash um, ever since I was little, so I love playing with her. Move on now and talk to, I guess, our listeners and give them a little bit more insight into um, into that spine. You know, in particular, some of your playmakers in your halves and your dummy halves. We like to obviously, um, you know, show them a lot of love on the show as well. So talk to us a little bit about the spine there at the Saints and you know the season they're having so far. Well, we've actually recruited Nakia Davis-Welsh, which is a very big arm signing for us. she just come back from having her second baby. So, like, even after having her second, she's looking so fit. And I think it's just a really good signing for us with just her experience and her years of playing, you know, Jill Roos, New South Wales, all that experience and bring it into our team, I think it's a really big signing for us. And her partnering her in the halves is Ash Harrison. So Ash is just, you know, your go-to kicker, your go-to girl, you know, for direction. So them linking up is definitely exciting. And, you know, they were linking up together in the Sharks game. And I think, you know, that combination there, it just worked. Nakia is more of the the running style while Ash is sort of the get here and get there style. So it really is exciting to see where that's going to go. And then in Africa, Becca Riley, that's another big signing for us. Um, you know, New South Wales experience, you know, being around the, the game for years, you know, just having that experience hooker in a team can really impact the whole team. Your hooker, you just... You need someone who's directive and, you know, who can lead the front pack. So I think that's another big signing for us. Yeah, Rick, you can see why you've been, you know, you're the only team that has beaten the Sharks thus far. Um, You have that very experienced spine and it's so great. It's one of my favourite things that, you know, kids can sort of be on the sideline, point out at the field and go, there's my mum. And to have the Kia back after two kids, um, I don't know whether, whether she's chat to you about it or whether you've asked, but just give our listeners a little bit of an insight. Is there any chance that she might be putting herself up for, for rep level again? Well, I definitely hope so. I hope, you know, she puts herself out there and people are looking at her because you just can't go past her. She's just, everything she does is just crazy. She's still got the speed. She's still got the deadly palm. She's just, it's like she's never left the game. Like, and it's, she's just a freak, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And, and balances out your team quite well. You know, as much as, you know, we promote younger players and building yeah. a team for the future, you know, balancing that in with the experience is so important because, you know, the thing is, as you know, in rugby league, things are always going against you in a game, momentum swinging backwards and forwards, adversity, you know, bad of bad, you know, refereeing decisions or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, for her to sort of, you know, have that steady voice in such a key role in the spine. Um, and again, you, you obviously spoke a little bit about her running ability. Um, yeah, it brings, a, brings a, a different element there to the Saints. All right, well, we've given a lot of love to, you know, some of the flashy players within this football team. But, you know, one of the things that I'm most excited about is the clash between the Saints and the Mounties forward packs because, again, we showed so much love to the Mounties side. Uh, Their forward pack is incredible. But, you know, give a little bit of love to your engine room here because, you know, this really is what Saints football has been about this season and, you know, certainly something you can build upon. God, you just can't go past Elsie Albert and Sarah Togatuki. My God. They're like your dream team up the front. They're just – both of them are just workhorses. They'll just work and work and work until coach goes, okay, you just can come off now. Like just after Sarah's NRLW win, she's just come back a whole different person. She's just leading the pack, especially being our captain. We need that, so – just her experience and her drive and just love for the game is really impacting all of us girls. And just, it's so exciting to see her up the front with Elsie. Like Elsie is a massive signing for us. Like I just can't even describe it. It's exciting. It's, it's really exciting. And I'm just glad she's on my team and no one else's because <laughs> Oh, Rick, I can hear how excited you are about the forward pack. We just talked about how steady your spine is as well and how talented your outside backs, but Sarah Togatuki, she got best uh, player of the match. Best on um, field. Yeah, and she she has really evolved as a player and I, I was I'm hearing in the traps that she actually is a motivator, like she's a, she's your captain. Yeah. Um, and she can really get the forwards pumped and going. So can you tell me some of the things that she might say in the change room? Just, you know, to believe in yourself and to play your own game. I think that's the main thing. I think a lot a lot of us girls struggle like, with a little bit of confidence, um, especially, you know, especially with these young girls coming up against these big names, like your Jester, just your Isabel Kelly's, your big names they sort of just doubt themselves instantly and think that they just can't do it when they can, you know, they're just names. They're just as good, but just have been overlooked these years. So I think she just says that right, the right thing that just goes, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go black people. So that is great. Because I've heard that and, and I love to see that her game is obviously coming so um, into fruition on the, uh, on the field, but it's yes. great that she's got those leadership skills off the field. And, and your other prop, uh, Elsie Albert, um, tends to do a lot of the talking by the way she runs and the way she mm. tackles. Um, she is incredible. I, I Truly hope the Dragons maintain her with um, NRLW. Um, but I got a little bit concerned. Elsie went off um, in your game against the Knights. Now, yeah. she went off and within a minute the Knights had scored and converted and then five minutes later scored and converted. So in the last ten minutes of that game, the Knights scored and converted twice with Elsie off the field. Now, 
put my fears at rest. Elsie, I'm hearing an, an ankle injury or is she going to be okay? What's going? You need her for the Mounties. Talk we us through that. We definitely need her for the Mounties. I think I haven't spoken to Elsie, so I'm not quite sure. I think it is a little bit of an ankle injury. I'm not sure if she's going to be okay for this week. I hope so, but in all honesty, I'm not sure. So I think her health comes first, her health and her body. Um, but I would love to have her on the weekend. But if that just risks, you know, delaying the injury, she should definitely rest this week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, exactly right, not 100% won't play. But if there was one player who I'd probably predict that uh, could get themselves on the football field, it would be Elsie. And I, I agree. I, I feel like, you know, one of the things that I guess differentiates her play is she wakes up every day and chooses violence. She has such a violent running style that is so unique and it just flashes on the screen. And there are so many players, I'm sure, in the opposition that just think to themselves, why me? <laughs> why, why? Why? Why today? Why, why do I find myself in this Run position? Else. <laughs> um, and it's and it's so special because she really is, you know, leveling up uh, each and every year and she continues to, you know, help you know, create a pathway for a lot of the other elite sort of forwards in the game who are really trying to sort of match it. And, you know, we are seeing other players sort of take that step up. And, um, yeah, no, look, at this game, it's going, to be, it's going to be very, very special. Again, to our local fans, get down, watch this game, support your local teams. This is going to be an incredible game. But no sitting on the fence, Tash. We've got to offer a prediction. Um, you know, this competition, it is still very, very close. Even if you look at the top of the table to the bottom of the table, you know, these teams are still trying to find themselves. But, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one, Mounties Saints? Yeah, Mounties are always strong, and I've got the feeling that they're becoming stronger and stronger um, as this season progresses. Um, they're missing a couple of their NRLW players maybe at the start of the season. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're going on the facts, the Saints have beat the Sharks. Nobody else has. The Sharks have beat the Mounties. So, on paper, that's telling me, Saints are going to come away with a win. You know, my uh, general rugby league tipping is god-awful. We all know that. Uh, but when it comes to the New South Wales Women's Premiership, it is at an all-time low. I, I just cannot pick a winner to save my life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to predict, I'm going to, uh, predict the Mounties to win, uh, Rakia, because that then we, we know that I'll probably get that wrong. So, you know, yes. a little bit of reverse psychology. I wouldn't like to, uh, yeah, I wouldn't like to be backing you guys this week. I don't have a good track record. So, yeah, look, I'm going to go to the Mounties. But, look, in all seriousness, it's going to be an incredible game. Obviously, we, we know, uh, you know, where your prediction might, might, uh, might head here. But just give us a little bit of an overview in terms of your general focus for this game, for your team. Where do you think you guys can win this game? I think from... You know, yesterday or last week's game, we are definitely going to focus on defense. You you win a game in your defense, like especially against Mounties, we don't want to let any tries through. Especially we don't want to get on the back foot because once we're on the back foot, we find it very hard to catch up. So definitely our defense and I think just, you know, working on our combinations a little bit more this week um, with playing with the ball a little bit and just completing our sets, you know, no silly kicks and, you know, no last tackle past the ball on the ground. Like, we definitely need to work on that. So that's definitely going to be our focus this week. Yeah, I love that. A little bit of discipline. And especially now, given the weather conditions at the moment, I don't know what we've, <sighs> what we've done to deserve this, but it just feels like every game of rugby league, this entire season, it's been pouring with rain. So, rain. again, you talk about ball control, discipline, you know, really smart fifth tackle options. That's always been important in rugby league. But... 
this yeah. season, in season 2022, where 80% of the games have been played in, in mud and rain, um, you know, it, it just adds another element to, to these games. But uh, anyway, round five, it's going to be it's going to be one to watch. Uh, these New South Wales teams really fighting it out to cement, um, you know, their position in, in, a, in a finals um, series that will be coming up um, towards the end of the season. All right, team, let's move through to our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're hearing. All right, team. Well, we head back up north to the Queensland BMD Premiership, and it is finals time already uh you know this this again has been another um incredible season uh for those queensland clubs uh just quickly recapping the semi-finals this year we see first place capras uh take on winner manly seagulls you know that's going to be um a very uh hard fought battle first taking on fourth and tonight we'll be, f- be featuring um second place burley bears taking on uh the gold stars again both teams finish on uh 10 competition points both with five wins two losses you know, they've gone uh, toe-to-toe all season. Uh, the points differential, if you can believe this, was one point. Uh, so, again, everyone's excited about this clash because it is going to be so close. Um, Tash, I'm going to throw it over to you to start with. We know the history of the Burley Bears. It is incredible. There's been dynasties for, for our listeners that aren't aware of that. And then this North Queensland Gold Stars, they are they're this modern football team. There's something special that they're building there. This is going to be an incredible semi-final. Yeah, Dan, we, we mentioned uh, last season the Gold Stars and um, we, we previewed their team and we knew that they were just going to be explosive and and they are and they're proving to be an incredible team. And just back in round four, they actually came up against the Bears, you know, in the round games uh, and they came away with a win. Um, so, you know, if, if you're asking for predictions, um, I'd, I'd love to go the gold stars, but here's the thing at that, at that stage in round four, the gold stars beat the bears, but they were without Leonard Ducey. They were out to uh, without Talisha Harden. They were without, um, Rush Tran Smith and Goose. Yeah. Now they're all back. I just can't see the bears losing this one. Yeah, look, I'm going to quickly jump in. This is this is going to be close. I mean, my prediction is that this game is going to come down to the final minutes. So, you know, automatically you're looking at, you know, the team with the most experience to be able to handle that pressure in those moments. You know, the, the, Gold, Coast, the Gold Stars have had an unbelievable season so far. I've just been so impressed by them. And, uh, you know, they've just got so much firepower you know for me the other thing that I'd be particularly interested in is which team is going to be leading at halftime because if the Gold Stars can do their thing and have a pretty comfortable lead at halftime I, I think they're going to be very difficult to beat right Romy title you know she continues to to star in different position which is pretty incredible but again Tash those those names that you've rattled off in that forward pack Linda Doozy Tasman Gray and the others um, look for me I'm going to go Burley Bears um yeah, one point I, I think is going to separate these two football teams. Uh, Rakia, um, good luck, my friend. In terms of predicting this one, we're struggling with it. This is going to be a semi semi final for the ages up there in Queensland, and there's a lot of players that you'll be very, very familiar with. What's your prediction, my friend? I think I'm going to go Burley Bears. I think I'm going to go Burley. A lot of the girls I, I know up there, and I know that they'll bring their A game. So, And Burley Bears have a pretty good track record, so I'm going to go Burley. 
There's something about that jersey, isn't there, where Burley Bears it's, put on that jersey in that competition. And, um, yeah, for, just, the, for those that aren't aware, you know, go back and look through the record books because uh, they've done some very special things. But, again, the Gold Stars, uh, they'll be putting in a strong performance as well. Again, for our Queensland listeners, get down, watch that game. That will be one of the games of the season uh, for sure. All right, team. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Tash, I uh, want to thank you always for bringing the heat as we talk all things uh, you know, women's rugby league. Really excited about the season ahead and all the games to come. And, Rakia, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. You know, we have a lot of local listeners that, you know, uh, love your club, support your club. And, um, you know, it's just really exciting times for the Saints as you guys you know, you've created this new roster, a lot of younger players, some experienced heads there, and, uh, and again, we're excited to see how you perform. So all the very best for the weekend, my friend, and thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime, anytime. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support the Women in League show? Easy. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.